please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. <laughs> okay, hi, I'm Greg McIntyre with McIntyre Elder Law, helping seniors protect their assets and legacies. And I'm also here with Britton Begley, who is um, an attorney with McIntyre Elder Law. And uh, Britton, say hello. Hi, how's it going? Uh, you know, or, or don't, or whatever, you know. So anyway, I'm a director, producer, and commentator today. Uh, so we're trying out some new technology. I think it's going to work beautifully. Uh, just uh, recording, going back and forth. And, and I'm lucky to have our special guest here today who I work with a lot and I wanted to bring him on because what he has is valuable to say and uh, the information that he's putting out is valuable. I just recently did a podcast on Boomers Today, which he helped hook me up with, um, which is a nationally syndicated podcast uh, with the founder of Senior Care Authority. Right, right. Frank. Frank Samson. Samson, yes. And uh, I really enjoyed that interview. Yeah, you guys did good. I listened to it. I, I really liked it. He asked some great questions, and you can tell he's done this a couple of times before. Yes, he has experience. So we do the Elder Law Report. We've done the Elder Law Report for a long time, too. And tell us a little bit. Tell us who, tell us who you are. Tell us what you sure. do. Yeah. Sure. Mike Mannion. Sure. Uh, my wife and I, we own Senior Care Authority here in the Carolinas. And uh, what we do is uh, we help families, uh, older adults and their families navigate the challenges and frustrations and stresses of all the elder care options that might be out there. We were, uh, we had the benefit of taking care of both sets of our parents. I'm a retired corporate executive that failed retirement and we chose to get back into doing something worthwhile. We know caring for older adults is our passion. We enjoy it immensely. It's been a long time since I have talked about failing retirement. I had done podcasts and radio shows before about literally second careers yes. for people who retire yes. and they find it's not for them and they go into something else, right? That's exactly what we did. I work with Mike on a regular basis. Mike does a great job placing people who need placement at the proper level of care and finding solutions to do that. I can give you great legal advice on how to protect assets, activate benefits. I know the rule systems in and out, but Mike is plugged into as much as I'm plugged in the legal side. You know, he I just imagine him and this is pretty much true, I think, pulling up this database of, you know, every assisted living, nursing home facility, independent living facility, you know, every place possible around and knowing exactly what vacancies are there. And and you're able to match up the needs of the client with the needs of or, you know the proper care facility, right? We listen a lot, Greg. Once yeah. we understand what the client's needs are and what the family's desires are, and preferably what the client's backgrounds are, so we, we can match them up effectively with the right communities. Um, we sometimes don't have all the listings of uh, what where, where vacancies are because things change so quickly. Uh, but we do know the tenure of the, of the staff of the different communities and facilities in the area. Uh, we know what they offer, what they don't offer. We know which ones speak different languages, which ones don't. So we're able to, once we listen and understand what the, what the client is looking for and needs, we have a high batting average of connecting them with the right solution. I, I believe that um, 
I mean, you know, <clears throat> Mike goes after his job with a tenacity that you rarely see. And it takes a level of care to do that. And I trust that when I hand a client off to you, that you're going to work with them and it's going to be seamless. We're both going to work hard on both of our respective sides. Correct. That, that works out really well for the family. Well, it needs both. Um, yeah. Certainly we can't be combating each other. That doesn't help the family at all. They're already under a level of duress. So the intent here is to make it as clean and smooth and de-stress as much as possible, but still be very honest and truthful and give them good counsel. I think that's, uh, I think it has worked very well between us and it certainly is our goal and our objective without a doubt. And what I like is that you're not scared to roll up your sleeves and, uh, and do the tough work. And we like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call us well, but we like oddly it. Oddly enough, some, some people don't. No, I, I know we are, and we are different. We know that, uh, yeah. but that's okay. Uh, we lived it with our parents, both sets of parents. Uh, we understand the stress and duress, and we understand that it's the, the answers aren't simply out there on, on the Internet. They, we have, we're feet on the ground. We're local. We're in these communities. We talk to people face-to-face, -face and uh, we're able to discern and provide solutions that make sense financially, emotionally, environmentally. It just makes sense for the families and for the clients. Sure. And, and we work together not on just – benefits cases and placement needs right now, but also in guardianship situations where there might need to be a move or to find another facility was a condition of a case. Um, and we've been successful. I think that was one of the toughest cases I've had lately. And you really helped me immensely. I don't know how much I helped you. I know you worked very hard on it and I know the family is incredibly pleased with the results and hats off to you. Well, thanks. Um, Brent, do you have any questions for yeah. Mike? Yeah, I do. You know, I'm curious, Mike. Um, what are some of the, the biggest challenges that you guys face in looking for placement for an individual and, and getting in place? Uh, well, Brent, I, I would say the biggest challenge is um, what, the, what the clients want and need often doesn't match their financial capabilities. Uh, that's probably yeah. the number one thing comes up as often as not all the time. Uh, that's a big deal. Very frankly, that's where we use you guys to help us sort close that gap and find solutions and protecting the assets as well as getting the help they need. The second thing is family dynamics. Uh, when you have the situation with a mom or a dad or even a spouse with children, um, the, the family dynamics can be challenging and we have to listen. We have to understand and sometimes we have to be the bad guy at the table with the family and we can say things other family members can't. Um, but we don't dare do that until we fully understand it. Right. Right. So, you know, in this line of work, you hear a lot of things and uh, you hear a lot. Uh, what we, me and Greg like to call street law, you know, but I guess what you would call just stereotypes about your line of work, right? We have stereotypes about our line of work. You probably have stereotypes about your line of work. And yes, I've heard Street lawyers, like, yeah, like lawyers. practicing criminal law, it'd be like jailhouse lawyers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. People who are always there, they know everything, right? Right, right. And and you kind of just you kind of trust them, but you're not sure. And yeah. it's like, eh. but you know, well, I heard this, and this person keeps telling me this. Right. And sometimes when you you listen too much to those people, it can get you in trouble because it can limit limit what you think your options are. And what oh, you yeah. know, knowledge is truly power. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, those people, I, I feel like are out there with regard to, you know, nursing homes, 
assisted living, that, you know, that sort of placement, there are stereotypes out there. Um, so can you talk about some of those stereotypes and, and whether or not they hold any weight? Sure. Uh, the biggest, most obvious one, you probably hear this a lot, is that Medicare will cover the expense. Now, Medicare does not cover long-term care, and that's something... You mean that Medicare does. doesn't pay for long-term care? Believe it or not, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it, it is one of those myths. Uh, it's right. broadly accepted and embraced, but it's not true. Um, the, the idea of a assisted living community is the same as a nursing facility. Not true. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, we find that families going through this normally go through it for the first time, so we don't expect them to know that. We expect to be able to sit down and, and explain and, and decipher all that. But we ask a lot of questions to make sure we know where the myths are that they're, they're latching onto, so we don't have things come up later on in our, our work with the family that, that creates a, uh, uh, a yield or a stop sign. So um, right. but two of the biggest one is they think Medicare is going to cover the expense and that there is no difference between assisted living communities and skilled nursing facilities. They think of the old uh, nursing homes, the old retirement homes. Uh, that's largely not a true scenario for, uh, for most of my clients. Right. You know, you bring up, you know, the, the differences between the level of care. And, uh, you know, I've, as I've seen, I mean, I've been in a few nursing homes, assisted living, that there's just a difference between the facility to facility, right? So what, what would you say the average quality of care is out there? Well, that's, that's a challenging question. Averages are dangerous, right? Uh, overall, you've got a, a lot of well-trained people taking care and providing care for uh, the residents in these communities and these facilities. Averages are just that. I think it re it's reflective of leadership of the communities and, and facilities. The leadership sets the tone of uh, how well people perform their functions, whether it be in this industry or other industries. So we're, we stay very close to understanding who the leaderships uh, may be, who's filling those leadership roles in these communities and facilities, which gives us a higher level of confidence in our recommendations and, and counseling the clients. We counsel well over 100 clients a year. And uh, if you met one of my clients, you've met one of my clients. Each right. one has unique needs, and we love that. We embrace that. So we don't jump in with assumptions. Every once in a while, i got to catch myself that I think I know the answer, but I just have to make sure I listen long enough and ask enough questions to make sure I'm not setting myself in, in, in a bad situation where I'm not the person I say I am. Right. Yeah, and that's, that's what I've found, too, is, you know, in working with people and in working with facilities is that they tend to provide a pretty high level of care and they do a good job. There's well-trained people, people care. You always have these aberrant situations where, um, you know, you hear, you hear stories, right? But I would say that that's more on the rare side from what, I, what I've been able to see. But the way to prevent that, right, is to use someone like you to make sure that the placement is right for them and their needs. Well, I agree, and I thank you for saying that. If we do our job well, uh, the placement will have a, a much higher likelihood of being a, a good fit and a good experience for the whole family. Um, and, and but you got you got to do the homework. You got to understand what the family wants. I like to know what the background of the older adult is. Uh, are they spiritual and religious? Uh, do they like gardening? Uh, do they like uh, book clubs and reading? Uh, I had one woman that uh, the challenge was she was struggling with some dementia and she reverted back to her home language, which was Farsi. Wow. Wow. 
that was tough. I don't know for Yeah. So we finally found a community with a lot of work and a lot of research that uh, had a full-time nurse's aide that spoke Farsi. Well, that yeah. made that whole connection work well for that family. She had, had to go a little further away from home than they wanted, but it was well worth the balance. That's the kind of research that they makes had a to, difference. They had to go Farsi. They had to go Farsi. Sorry. <laughs> so, no, but in all seriousness, it's a serious topic. But we need a little levity, right? So, so, so um, um, I agree that the care is, is quality of care is good. There's a lot of people trying hard in, 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 in the industry, even along among different price ranges for facilities. And even if it's Medicaid versus private sometimes. And, and, and uh, to that point, you help place people whether they're coming out of pocket to pay private pay or or you can even help if they are low on funds and need to, to roll to a Medicaid option and maybe there needs to be placement right away because that's that's an issue, right? Right, you're right. And yeah. I think we worked on a few and having that plan, I think that's where you guys come in in a big way, is having that road, that roadmap, that runway, so there's not only just the immediate solution, but what's it look like three months, six months, a year down the road, I think it's pretty critical. If not, it just starts to hold the stress and, and duress all over again, which is not fair to the family. And it's not ideal for the older adult seeking um, a, a residency in, a, in one of these communities. So thinking it out, planning it out, having a plan and a way to get there is pretty critical. That's a holistic approach we, we try to get to with help with you guys. Yeah, and, and we talk about from an estate planning and elder law perspective, the plan ahead. We'd much rather you plan ahead and I don't mean five minutes ahead, maybe years ahead would be great, right? Because sometimes those who build a plan plan to fail, which is some old saying that Ben Franklin recoined in some quote book back in the day, but was originally some kind of, I traced it back to some philosopher or poet that was maybe ancient Greek or, or something like that. But uh, yeah, you know, planning ahead is best. Um, so if you can do that on the elder law estate planning side, that's great. Uh, if you can do that with long-term care insurance, it's an option. that's great. Uh, if you could get with someone like you to, to think about those issues and plan, I mean, couldn't you give people a lot of insight? Absolutely. You really could. We, we can share the stories and uh, give the direction and connect people with the resources that might be useful. You should do a seminar with me one day. I just start, I just made that connection. Yeah, I mean, it would be great information that people need to know because people don't understand. I don't, I don't think people realize, families realize, the chances of needing some type of assisted living or nursing home care. Well, the numbers out there were 70%. If you're 65 and older at this point, roughly 70% right. of us will be needing uh, some level of assisted care. And by the way, another data point I read recently was there an estimate of 54% of that 70% do not have any plans in place at all. Right, or not. Well, because as human beings, we are motivated by like, fear and pain are their number one motivators. So it's like right now. It's yes. happening right now. But uh, to plan ahead is easier and better. So, Mike... Um, if someone needs to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you? Now, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. Britain's not too far down the road, maybe 45 minutes down the road right now. That's and, right. And, and Mike, you're, you're also in Charlotte. I'm in Charlotte, Charlotte area. My office is in Charlotte and in South Park area, but we cover nine counties around Cover nine care, counties around We do. Between my wife, myself, a couple of care managers, we cover nine counties. Sure. And uh, 
how can people get in touch with your organization, your, your senior care authority? We are. We're in Charlotte, and you just go to Mike at SeniorCareAuthority.com, all one word. So you email Mike there. That's the easiest way. And phone number is 704-754-8754. And that number will reach us no matter what. It'll reach myself or one of our team. It'll go right into our voicemail and text, whatever works best for you. And uh, if we, for some reason, none of us can get to the phone, I assure you'll get a response back the same day. Absolutely. And uh, we'll put the number up on the screen, so stay there for a while. And uh, and so even though we're talking locally today, Senior Care Authority, as we said, you know, Frank Sampson yep. founded it. He's in California. He is. When we did the podcast. He called me from California to do the podcast. Correct. So I have to believe there's more Senior Care Authorities out there. There, there are about 50 of us, and, 50, okay. uh, and we go by a, a pretty high standard of ethics uh, and integrity and training. And uh, quite frankly, I have um, folks that are, are being living here, but being, their children are like Seattle, Washington. I have one recently. So we help that family manage from a distance. Uh, we have a placement going right now. A family here is placing a, a, a loved one up in Ohio. So we're able to go across the country. Uh, and soon, that we're not using that network. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sooner, believe it or not, we might actually be looking at Mexico and Canada before long. Really? We're looking, at, we're, looking, yeah. we're looking at it. Right now, it's U.S. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. We need your license in Mexico. That's yes. Right. So, we'll, we'll work on that, Brent. We need <laughs> yeah. to get down there, too. Okay. I'll take the Mexican bar exam. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. What kind of bar would that be? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, um, I thank you for being on our show today, the Elder Law Report, and Britton, thanks for, for being on with us today. And yeah. great talking to you, Mike. Yeah, and and you know, if you have any questions, call Mike at 704-754-8754, and he can help you whether you're in the local Charlotte, North Carolina, South Carolina area, right. or beyond. Okay, and you could always, I'm sure, Google Senior Care Authority. Okay, get someone in your locale, but Mike can can direct you. He can be a good resource for you to get uh, to the right person in the right area in your state. So have a great day out there. We'll keep bringing you great content every week with the Elder Law Report. See you, Brett. Thank you. All right. Play us out. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Please don't wait till.